Folks, we are live here at Studio D in Chicta, Vegas. I'm your host, Degenerate L. We got Ryan Thomas in the building, DJ Supreme, Content Wayne, his first ever time at Studio D. He's in the audience tonight. Uh, show sponsor, Picasso's Pizza. But guys, I'm going to start it off right away. I'm going, we normally, t- you know, we normally going talk about the, going hard in the what we're going to talk about. And we typically, obviously, start at the first quarter, but no. We are going right to the fourth quarter, the mm-hmm. final drive for the Buffalo Bills. We're going to go to the second last play of the game before the another miss kicked by House Money. Right. A 53-yarder. Yep. It is a third and four for the Buffalo Bills in a situation where you think there might be some urgency. But if you, if you were watching that game, you think it might be in the first quarter the way the Bills' offense was running that play. It was third and four, and you think, hurry up, hurry up. Time's ticking, tick, 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 tick. And the team huddles up. You're wasting a good 30, 35 seconds on third and four from the, what, 35-yard right. line? Yeah. In a must-first-down situation to potentially win the game, and Josh Allen just throws it up. And it wasn't even close to the receiver. Mm-hmm. Ryan Thomas, I'll start with you, but it was one of those games where I'm sick to my stomach. Uh, you and me both. You're, you're speaking for me as well. I'm sick to my stomach too, and not going to lie, it was a little bit of a rough you know, 15 minute or so drive over here from Rec Room for me. Uh, great time today with you guys at Rec Room uh, for the uh, Trainwreck Sports uh, Bills game event today. Uh, but yeah, driving over here, it's it, replaying that final drive again and again in my head as I'm driving over here with no radio on. I couldn't listen to any talk radio on the way here. It was it was that it was one of those final drives where you just want to move on with the rest of your day and, and and push forward. That last drive was one of the worst two minute whatever minute under drives yep. that I've ever seen. No urgency whatsoever. Um, just complete. Uh, it was so unorganized. The, the coaches are yelling to the players on the sideline. The players are yelling to the coaches on the sideline. It, it was just a mess. Uh, that's the best way I can describe it, a true mess out there in the last minute of the game. Someone consider it a train wreck, boys. <laughs> right. I mean, in the truest sense of the term, I mean, I, I gave this team the benefit of the doubt by saying that when the Bills early in the game were up or were only down 6 nothing because of the you know the opening drive – Browns come down, score on us, no problem. They missed the PAT because of the excessive celebration penalty, which hindsight looked like a good call on McDermott's part. Yep. Mm-hmm. They, you know, we have a a big, big goal line stand, eight plays where we just, you know, it was like a brick wall that they couldn't get through. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, you know what, this one this isn't so bad. We could be down fourteen nothing easily. I'm done with benefit of the doubt for this team this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. it is past the point. Three out of our last four opponents, the Eagles do appear to be a legit team who had a tough start. Three out of our last four opponents were, you know, topics of discussion for the Browns, the most, you know, overhyped team of the season. The Dolphins tanking for last place blatantly. Redskins, same thing. And we couldn't handle our business against these three teams. We're six and three, whatever. We are we are gonna get laughed out of the playoffs because all the national pundits this past week said, don't sleep on Cleveland against Buffalo. And it turns out they're right because we can't do anything offensively. It's still, I mean, McDermott, bless him because he's making much better decisions this year in, as opposed to years past as head coach of the Buffalo Bills. Yep. But he just has incompetence on the offensive side of the ball. And I, I don't think it just stops at Dable either because no. of how unorganized things right. were. 
but it's I, it, it, it's ridiculous how we can't put uh, four quarters of football together offensively and defensively, not to mention Chubb running the ball down our throat for the entire game again. Mm-hmm. And we, who are we going to face the next few weeks? We're going to face Stud some running, running backs. backs. Yeah, some really good, some of the best in the league, <laughs> some of the best that the league has to offer. And, and you said it really well there yourself. You know, you, you criticize Brian Dable as, I, as much as I have these last few weeks on this show and, and on my podcast and anything that I've been on, I've been criticizing Brian Dable. But today i got to say that for as many criticisms as I have for Dable, I'm a little bit critical of Sean McDermott. In that final drive, you're the head coach. You got to lead the lead the troops out there, so yep. to speak. Yep. And that last drive was was a joke. I mean, you had that game on the line right there for the taking. You had more than a minute left. You had a timeout as well. And for them to put Stephen Hauschka in the position of winning that game, knowing how rusty he was today on a 53-yard field goal, it's asinine. To, to be quite honest, to expect Stephen Hauschka in that moment to be all of a sudden this clutch kicker. I, I mean, we could go really into the stats of the offense as we will throughout the rest of the show, but that really frustrated me seeing that, oh, they're going to kick it already? We got 53 yards with, with Stephen Hauschka? I mean, how can you rely on Hauschka today? This was probably one of his worst kicking days of his career. It was just off. The snap on that kick as well, the the yeah. snap and the hold was not good on the, on the kick that um, ended the game for the Bills as well. So, I'm just very critical of the of the Bills coaching staff as a whole today, more than I have been in recent weeks. Yeah, to be honest, when I saw them huddling up, I was like, what "This the is hell, done. What the right. hell is going on?" I had no idea why that was happening, and then the play call after that was an absolute joke. But I mean, this was a game where you know, if you win this game, you pretty mm-hmm. much have an 85 percent chance, 85 percent chance to make the playoffs. Right. You lose, which they did. Now you're looking at below 60. Now you're looking at you have a 50 to 55 percent yeah. chance to make the playoffs. Where wow. you look at the way the Ravens are playing, the Steelers are playing right now, I believe, mm-hmm. right? So right. I don't know what you know what's happening in that game. And we have our intern over here that might be able to give us a live update. But I mean, the Steelers that game on the road. How can you say you know that's an automatic win for the Bills? And now you got to go to Miami next week. Right? Who Miami? They're playing tough in this game. Up what they were up there. They're beating Indy ten nothing. Right. Fitz, there's no, there's no automatic win no. anymore for the Bills the rest of the year. Right, and we've been it's it's been a recurring theme, and, and as I said to you at Rec Room, it's like man, I'd, I'd really love to be able to to change my tune a little bit. I would love it if Brian Dable could prove me wrong. I would love it if this Bills offense just came out of the gate today and just blew the blew the game open and had a successful day against this Cleveland Browns defense. But this offense is treading water. This offense cannot sustain a drive. It, it just seems like throughout the course of a game, the inconsistencies, there were some positives today, but overall it wasn't good enough to win the game. And, no. and that's what really matters. That's all that matters. That's right. But it's been, I, I mean, we've talked about it on a weekly basis now. Mm-hmm. Inconsistency. Like, why can't, we, well, why can't we simplify our game plan? Why, like, what, the, you had mentioned the huddling. There's, what, 30 seconds left in the game, and we're, and we're huddling up on huddling, the ball right. to throw an incomplete pass to stop the clock to basically force that Hauschka field goal at the end of it. And I, it was just like it was a comedy of errors. And, and amidst all of this, I mean, you got to give a lot of credit to Cleveland's defense. Mm-hmm. Their secondary played outstanding. Ward, in particular, Williams as well. Right. Um, you know, but but also defensively on our side of the ball, Trey Edmonds was back. 
mm-hmm. and we could barely celebrate it. Right. You know, he had a fantastic game playing like like we know him to play, and it just feels like, as you said, Al, the playoff odds are you know on a downslide. Six and three. I never thought I'd feel this bad about the Bills being six and three heading into Week Eleven. But I just I I I'm sick to my stomach thinking about what's going to happen against someone like Lamar Jackson. Thinking about how my Thanksgiving meal is going to sit against the Cowboys, and then maybe the maybe the Steelers come back and and with a bunch of backups find a way to you know outcoach us and and win that game. Like there's no guarantees for the rest of the year. No, I know exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like you got Miami, but then you got to go. To Dallas, then I believe it's Denver. Denver, mm-hmm. ba- Baltimore. Uh, Balt- is that right? I think no. I'm no, no Dallas. I think well, yeah. They get Baltimore or they get Miami, Baltimore, and Dallas. Yeah, and yeah, that, that's, and that, yeah. And no, that, no, 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 no. It's Miami, Denver, Miami, Denver, Dallas. Dallas. Yes, Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You have you're a right. very, very tough stretch up ahead. It's, it oh, just yeah. makes me nervous, man. It really does, and it's just like. It's not a good feeling, and I don't want to be that team that limps right into the playoffs as the five or six seed and then gets blown out in the first round, but that's where we're at right now. Right, because as, well, as I had mentioned uh, in a previous episode, I don't want the Bills to just make the playoffs and then get beat or play a dud of a game like they did against Jacksonville. Don't get me right, wrong. Right, I'm, I'm on I, that boat with you. I wouldn't have traded that playoff berth for anything because of you know what it, the, <laughs> the circumstances, just the morale of the sure. city being lifted exponentially, but that was an awful football game. And now that, you know, it appears that we had, you know, just as much talent and we could have, the, the game was there for the taking for sure, but we couldn't find a way to get it done. We couldn't find a way to take over tonight or this afternoon rather. And now I, I, I'm questioning everything I know about the Bills. Rather than taking over a game and, and, it, and it is a nice, a nice line that I like to lay out and we all like to lay out on the show, but rather taking over a game, games are being taken away from the Buffalo Bills by how inept Brian Dable is as an offensive coordinator with this with this offense. I can I can only say it so many times and and just beat the drum throughout the last week or so as as this show has grown immensely with with the three stooges here. We <laughs> we have definitely had our share of of talk back of of at least I have of people saying why are you so critical of Brian Dable? I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear anyone. I don't want to see anyone tweet me and watch. The tweets will flood through of people saying, well, Brian Dable's not the problem. This is the problem. No. After today, there is, I rest my case. People can't handle the truth, it seems, that they do not want to admit that Brian Dable is not the right fit for Josh Allen. And it it hurts. I don't want to admit it either. But he's just not. No, he isn't. And a lot of people forget the fact that offensive coordinators are married to the quarterbacks Mm -hmm. in the NFL. There's no two ways around it. So, you know, you have duos that work out really well, and then you have duos like we have with Dable and Allen, where, you know, Allen's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. With all the draft capital that we spend on him and all the upside and potential that he he does have. Right, and he's the city's favorite son. I mean, I think that needs to be said as well. I mean, well, he, he couldn't have asked for a better culture guy right. or locker room leader type guy, right. and that's that's far from the problem with Allen. It's what is the situation that he's being put in you know, being, you know, either forced to make dumb plays or, you know, there's still a, a deficit of talent on our offensive line. Let's not mm-hmm. forget that either. But right. it does not excuse Brian Dable for trying to run cute shit. 
and failing time and time again. Overthinking it. And and as far as the offensive line goes, I mean, Miles Garrett lined up on Deion Dawkins today. I mean, talk about a mismatch. I mean, I like Deion Dawkins. He's a great personality and everything like that. But we're really getting into the X's and O's here. Miles Garrett was all over the field today. Manhandling him. Manhandling him, throwing him around like a rag doll practically. And, I mean, that's not ideal because early on that was the case. And that kind of sets the wheels in motion of what you're what you were to expect. I don't know about you guys, but from early on within this game, my eyes were rolling constantly. It's like here we go again. We're letting Nick Chubb chew us up. We're letting Cream Hunt chew us up. Cream Hunt at one point today was used as a fullback, guys. He was being used as a fullback, and they couldn't even stop it. I mean, it was it was just it was mind blowing that this Bills defense wasn't prepared for that, and the offense just. I, I it was made, it was amazing. Made Freddie Kitchens look competent. <laughs> right. I mean, and and we all know that he's as he's as you know as criticized as Dable or anyone else in the league for his ineptitude at play calling. So at one point during the know. game, you said this is the battle between the two worst play callers, and I just laughed because it's like you're right, Freddie Kitchens and Brian Dable, the two worst play callers probably in, in the in the NFL currently, and it hasn't seemed to change. I don't think it's gonna change. No, and I'm so sick and tired. I mean, I'm looking at my notes throughout the game today. I'm just so sick of, you know, writing down bills. You know, they cross the 50, but tick, 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 no points. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just consistently, too. It's not only the Bills offense going three and out or getting a first down and then, you know, going four, five, six and out, but it's getting past the 50, and we're just not executing. We're not even getting field goals. There's no points from these drives, and it's so frustrating that this team only put up, what, 16 today? 16 points. 16 points. 16 points. 16 points, 16 doesn't points. D- 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 Against this defense. And <laughs> on a 2-6 on a uh, Browns team. Right. That has is, that is looked just dis- – like it, they've been so disorganized for the whole season. They've, they have not met a single expectation for anyone. No. Like Cleveland or nationally. You know what really bothers me too is like we talk about, oh, Buffalo's going home or, oh, Buffalo's away. For Buffalo to be the away team today – for our fans to travel to Cleveland in droves as they always do yep. and show up and show out for the for the Bills. The Bills let the Browns play that game as if they as if the Browns were the home team. Like there was never a moment today in today's game where the Bills were like, at least early on in the first half, it was like the Browns knew they were at home. It's like, can we take that away from them a little bit? Take right. that edge away? Like, aren't we aren't we at that point as a team, especially defensively, where we can kind of take some of their edge away and kind of absorb it? We did see some momentum shifts in the game. It was a close game, obviously, but early on, it was like it, it really it had that feeling that this game was just going to get blown open. I don't know about you guys. Oh, but I mean, that's how it, I felt. And it, it came down to that. You know, they go down they go down the field immediately. You know, they go up seven nothing, and then what? The our Bills six nothing or six nothing after the missed extra mm-hmm. point, and yep. then we go down the field, we go for it on fourth and four, don't get it, right? And the Browns pretty much go down right back down the field again, and they could have easily went up what 13, 14 nothing if they went for two, and instead the defense stands extremely tall. That's right. where I thought the momentum switched That's a little bit. Right, when right. We're all at rec room thinking, oh my god, here it is, they're gonna go up two touchdowns early. But that defense stood strong with, what, eight or nine plays within the five-yard line. Right, and I I really got to applaud the defense because this game was not – I mean, the the run defense was was rough, but we expected that. Like, we talked about that even last week. Like, oh, my God, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You know, if Miles Sanders could gash us up the middle for 65 yards, not to take anything away from Miles Sanders, but he is a rookie. Nick Chubb and and Kareem Hunt are Pro Bowl caliber running backs. We knew that that was going to happen, but the defense – 
I thought looked very good in moments today. I thought they looked dominant in certain moments of, of today's game. And as you said, Jermaine Edmonds, I thought this was his like big bounce back game, and he had some bounce back moments obviously throughout the day as well. Oh, certainly. And I mean, I, Kareem Hunt being a fullback and Chubb just getting a huge chunk play off of that. I mean, that, that it was disgusting. Talk about deflating. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I, uh, but I I don't know why our run defense is as bad as it's been post bye week. I really like I don't know why, especially on a day like today where Tremaine Edmonds really came back into his true form of being a stud, you know, cornerstone in the defense. Right. I mean, there were there were several plays that he made where I I looked over at you two. Right. I'm like He's back. Welcome he honest, back. He honestly looked weeks prior to that. He honestly looked like he was a step or two behind. Where to today, he looked like the smartest guy on their defense. Right. He was. Which, a, he was, was the awesome. smartest, but he was also yeah. the aggressor. Right. Where right. he was, he was catching a lot of tackles and like sort of you know the 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 running back or whoever he was trying to tackle fundamentals was yeah. driving through him and much like the the rest of his career today he was the one initiating and delivering that contact. And it was great to see. I mean, there were a lot of really like, it's a, it it sucks because of how effective Cleveland was running Chubb, you know, on us all day. And our defense, our run defense is broken. There's no question about there's that. There's leaks. Yeah, there's leaks in the in the ceiling too. And I mean, I said it last week. I didn't think the Harrison Phillips loss would hurt them as much as it has. It has, but also the I think. Just me, since the Philadelphia Eagles game, I've noticed a lot of teams running sideline to sideline on Buffalo, either going to the to the left yep. hash or to the right hash. There's not really as many up-the-middle runs because I think Buffalo's trying to contain that more. But sideline to sideline, I've noticed at least today, um, Nick Chubb had so many blocks down the left sideline, wide receivers blocking safeties. Yep. Uh, Kareem Hunt blocked Micah Hyde at one point. That should never happen. Like that, that to me, like when I look at this Bills team before a game, that just doesn't add up to me. Like that, it just doesn't add up. No, and it, well, maybe to answer my own question, I'm thinking back to the game today, and there were a lot of tackles that were made by our secondary as mm-hmm. like gang tackles, right? Because Chubb, it's not to take anything away from Chubb. He is a he's a all star running back. Oh yeah, he's a fantastic running back, and he's a he's a big boy. So when you have him against someone like Wallace. Like Wallace isn't oh. going to bring down Chubb by himself, and yeah. I maybe I, I don't know if that's been a strategy of our opponents where they they try and cut off our linebacking core so that they're just you know they're getting yards after contact you know on the run in the pass with our secondary. No, but you're right, DJ Supreme. There are way too many plays where uh, Chubb, whoever was running the ball, wide receivers doesn't matter where they're just getting after contact. A good three, four, five, six yards. And the Bills players are are tackling these guys forward. Yeah. Even on even on plays where they don't have to. Yeah. Even on plays where they have yep. the angle to tack the guy backwards, they tack like they tackle the guy forward. And yep. it's very odd. I mean, like fundamentals, like tiny little things as far as the run defense. If they tweak those things and get back to where they were, I mean, that would help. Right? For sure. That would help. And back to that that second drive. For the Browns, where, I mean, I'm pretty sure they had, what, 14 plays over 135 yards in the first quarter, mm-hmm. and we were luckily able to that defense to get a stop. But how great was watching that matchup today of Trey White and OBJ? Oh, Especially my gosh. In oh, that, yeah. on that second drive, 
for Cleveland when it was an OBJ touchdown, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't yep. for the play of Trey White there, it's 13 nothing. Right, and, and really, like, when you look at, you know, pregame coverage and all that stuff and you think of how this game is going to work itself out uh, prior to the game being played, you really, I, I at least, was zeroed in on Trey White and OBJ watching the game. I'm like, I want to watch how Trey White is going to cover OBJ. OBJ is such a dynamic receiver. Trey White, one of the best corners in the league uh and today Trey White I think he had one of his best games as a pro today I mean under the circumstances I thought he did really really well and that's where I get that mindset of I'm so frustrated with this loss I'm so frustrated with this game because Trey White was one of the diamonds today of uh, of the Buffalo Bills team and he did show up and he shined and he played really really well and it just stinks knowing that the end result of this game was what it was despite that yeah, I would say I I would say that it's one of his best games, but maybe not his best. I think I think the game where he had the pick oh, against yeah. Miami, right, right, ripping the do rag off. Mean, that for was me, that that would I I yeah. think that that was his best game. But he was I mean being matched up versus Odell Beckham right, right. versus what Parker, right? So, that's what I'm. Yeah, yeah that, that's as I, far see, as, I see where you're as far at. as like the talent and I and I honestly. Not that I will ever have ever doubted Trey White's game, but OBJ is just one of those receivers that he, he's just a tough matchup for anybody. Yep. So just seeing that Trey White kind of handled that as well as he did, I, I thought was pretty awesome. Oh, certainly. Sure. And I, I think there were uh, there were a few plays where – I mean, there were tough plays. Don't get me wrong. That like there, There's that one play on the sideline in the second half where he, it, it appeared that he could have come down with the pick. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have had both feet in if, even if he caught it. But there were a few plays where you're just like, oh, yeah, like, oh, man, why couldn't why couldn't that have just gone a little differently? And or the well, the interception that he could have had where he tried to trap the ball against his chest. That was that was disappointing. Right. The other one was sort of like, man, that was that was just tough the way that it happened when he tried to trap the ball against his chest. Like catch it with your hands, not your not your shoulder pads. That's what he was doing there. Yeah, and it was even before Poyer had initiated contact with him on the play, which appeared in live time. Was it, it looked like Poyer was Poyer the one that, his hands. that yeah. prevented the interception, mm-hmm. but it was really him just not not making a smart play on the ball. And yeah, I, I, otherwise, fantastic game from Trey White. Ryan Thomas, I'm going to give you two words, four syllables: Levi Wallace. Levi Wallace was the worst player on the Buffalo Bills defense today. There is no doubt about it. For Once his, again, why do we have to keep talking about we, this guy uh, right, it's every week? Right, right, and it's it's not even the fact that he looked awful. He looked lost. Like he looked like he didn't even know what what defense he was operating in. He didn't even look like he knew who he was supposed to cover or what the matchup was supposed to be or what was his, just. He was bad, and it's been known the last three, four weeks, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick targeted Levi Wallace, went after him. Every yep. quarterback since yes. has gone after Levi Wallace, and they have exposed him as a definite, 100%, not a CB2. Maybe a CB3, but definitely not a CB2. Jarvis oh. Landry ate him alive in certain moments today. Oh, yeah. I'm just and so, it was every time you think they're pitiful. Every single time the opposing team has a big pass play, whether it's, you know, seven yards for a first down or 10, 15, 20 yards, what is what? It's, it's Levi, Levi Wallace, Wallace again. Right, I'm right. Can't, Supreme, uh, dude, I can't take it anymore. Right. I mean, for all of you fans of The Wire out there, I felt like D'Angelo Barksdale just screaming out, Where's Wallace at? String! Where's Wallace, yo? 
I'm, Perfect. I'm trying Spot to on. figure it out. I, like, I, it, but you're right. I mean, he's he's been put into a role and a responsibility that's too big where, for him. Where yeah. he's he's not he's not a CB two, mm-hmm. and he's undersized. And you put up a, a guy like Jarvis Landry, where if Odell oh. Beckham weren't on the team last year, for example, he was their he was their first wideout. Mm-hmm. He's their top option, and he's I I hate Jarvis Landry. Because of what he did, the cheap shit that he did to Aaron right, Williams right, to right. essentially end his yep. career it, when he was in Miami. Yep. I mean, whatever. He's he's a Cleveland Brown. I'm I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. I just I hate him because of that. Mm-hmm. And to have him be ultimately the reason why we lost that game because of that that late catch that he had down the sideline, burning Wallace yet again. Yep. Right. Late in the fourth quarter. I mean, he he set them up. Cleveland, that is, to score the the go-ahead touchdown and, and take over the game from the Bills. I definitely look back at the uh, Browns touchdown where Levi Wallace was covering. It was I think it might have been even the first touchdown of the game, if my memory serves me right. Uh, or, yeah, Levi Wallace was covering, and he didn't put his arms up. And if he had just put his arms up rather than attacking the receiver— it, it it wouldn't have been a completion. Maybe yeah. I'm, my memory is just there was my biggest you know walk through this game is that there were so many moments that really if that one moment would have happened for the Bills rather than against the Bills they would have won today. The they would have won today. I the mean there were so many return. right. There were so right. many moments. I can't remember a game in recent memory that was like this. Yeah, this was a dogfight. But in your guys' opinion, was that? Was that Jerry Hughes play? Was it a pass or was it a fumble? I definitely think it was the right call. Unfortunately, because every time mm-hmm. you see the quarterback, whether it's the, it doesn't matter how small of a pitch it is, but if it's forward, it's a passing touchdown. If, if the running back runs it in, obviously, and it, lo- it Mayfield, it didn't even matter how light it was or how far the ball went. Just if he pushes it, was, it, forward, it forward like that, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, at the you know at the time when he scored, I thought there was no way. But when you, when you look at the review and it goes up to the booth, it's 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 the right call. When you when we were jumping off the bar, definitely yeah. didn't think that. Def- <laughs> definitely not. didn't on, oh, the, on the replay. It's over. I thought we were friggin'. This is it. Right, right. Yeah. We still have a chance to win the AFC East. I no mean, longer after today. You were right. you, you jumped off the bar so quickly that second time that I barely even posted the video from the first time. <laughs> no, I know. You did. It, it got putting, it, putting DJ Supreme to the test here. It got rowdy at rec room. It, were, it was it was an awesome time, and it was a real close game, and it was a game that they should have won. I mean, it just the the part of the Jerry Hughes thing that frustrates me the most is, yeah, maybe that was the right call, maybe that is the rule, but when you don't get a call, when something doesn't go your way, you want to see your team just forget about it, just just put it in the rearview mirror, and, and just try to stop this team. And the Bills' defense after that was just kind of deflated, lost in that moment. I feel, yeah, uh, and, and that's that's. Uh, I think it's a reflection on their defense, but it's a reflection on their coaching as well, that there has been times this season, whether it was against New England, whether they thought they should have beat New England or not, there was against Philly, and then in this game, where they just look, they, they wear their emotions on their face. And I, and I don't like yep. that. That's something that I've just noticed throughout the season. Yeah, I, I guess I don't mind that too, too much, because that was the same thing. Like it's we've a seen a lot. sword for, cert, for sure. Well, we've, I, I mean, it's more fun to watch as the fans, especially mm-hmm. when things are going well. You know, right. uh, Trey White's not ripping the do rag right. off when against things are going Miami. Well, I love it. Yeah, if, <laughs> if he's not an emotional player, and I don't know, Jordan Jordan Phillips isn't pumping up the crowd the way he does. Oh and my lord, what a that was an awesome shoulder 
shrugged, crushed oh, him, just man. blasted. It, it looked oh, like my Lord. That? was that on, that was on Chubb. That was on right? Chubb. Yeah, he looked like. Chubb, like it, it looked like <laughs> Chubb was trying to dump a puck into into the zone in a hockey game, and he just gave him a big <laughs> shoulder check, a la Brian Campbell, at the that blue was line. Awesome. I mean, it was it was hilarious because it's like Phillips. Why don't you just drive through and yep. tackle him like a regular defensive player? Maybe right, but, right. You know, it, it but then he didn't have out. to. Yeah, you know, yeah. So that was nice. To circle back on the Jerry Hughes thing at live time, I definitely thought it was a touchdown. I, I just too, I yeah. I think it's so stupid though, like. You know, they, they called it. They went back to review it. They said it was, you know, a forward pass. So yeah. It was an incomplete pass. But it's like a couple years ago we were debating what's a catch. You know, you got to make two steps in a, in a football move, which is still like the dumbest thing to me. Mm. But, you know, it, 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 are we going to have to question what passes are all over again because of all this? Because there were a few questionable ones. Like there, there was one in the first half early in the game where Baker, you know, they they went to the booth to review whether or not he had passed yeah. it or whether mm-hmm. that was a fumble. Yep. That was clearly a forward pass. Like I mean, right, right. It was all, it was over his head, and you could tell he was going forward. Forward with the motion. Ball. Yeah. This one was a lot grayer. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big Jerry Hughes guy. I love Jerry, and I I desperately wanted him to score that game winning touchdown. But I got I don't know. Looking back on it, I guess they made the right call. And yeah. You know, we got to live with it because there were there were plenty of other opportunities for us to win the game outside of that call. Oh, for sure. For All right, sure. Ryan, Tom- Ryan Thomas, it's time for you to take over the show. It's time to take over. Let's go. So we're going to start it off with you. I'm going to give you the first question. Give us the uh, Ryan Thomas takeover player of the game. It could be both sides. could be Browns. could be Bills. But who was your player that you thought took over this game, even though it really wasn't a takeover kind of game? Uh, I would say Tremaine Edmonds. Like I said earlier, this was a game where Tremaine Edmonds really needed to have a game like this, a a bounce-back game, because the last few weeks he was not really in my good graces. There were moments where he looked kind of lost out there, where he wouldn't really let a play develop, and the ball would get snapped, and he would just try to um, take on his man, try to manhandle the guy that was that was trying to stop him from making that tackle. Where today I actually saw some patience from Tremaine Edmonds. Okay. When the ball was snapped, he would kind of let the play develop, find the guy with the ball, and get the guy with the ball. That's Ray Lewis 101, really. So, I mean, yep. that's, that's what I want to see from Tremaine Edmonds, especially if he's going to man the middle. Um, and I think that there were some other moments today. Obviously, Trey White, as I mentioned, he was somebody that definitely needs to be under consideration. Odell Beckham Jr. Um, said something actually after the game, which I was shocked by because OBJ doesn't really compliment other other players, especially no. people he plays against. But he said that uh, you know he's a good player and he went to DBU, LSU. They have the LSU connection, so he deserves you know some props as well. And I'd definitely say those are the two that really stand out for me. Okay, fantastic. Uh, quick shout out that Ogeron. By the way, for knocking off Alabama last night, yeah, oh, for, yeah. for whether it's Odell Beckham, whether it's Trey White, right. a lot of LSU players in the NFL, and that caught like I texted this to Al the other day, uh, last night, saying that Ed Ogeron makes Nate Oates look like Jim Weitzel. <laughs> for all you UB <laughs> fans out there, I mean, the guy was just on fire for the entire day yesterday, yeah, and biggest win so. Tip of the cap to LSU. The quarterback at LSU, man, I really like him a lot. I'm, I'm hoping future, future that Dolphin, future probably, future, yeah, future that, that's, that's 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 a definite. I, I could see that. So before sure. we get to my favorite part of the show, which is the Ryan Thomas takeaway of the game, let's get to your train wreck of the game. Out of you know, it could be a certain play. You know what, player? My, tra- what you got? my train wreck of the game is the fact that after last week. 
Devin Singletary did his thing, ran for over 100 yards, was explosive, was a, was a dynamic offensive playmaker. He has eight carries today. That, to me, is the ch – I don't think I can pick another, another example of a train wreck other than that. Brian Dable, shame on you for letting this team finish this game with its best playmaker on offense. Yeah, John Brown, yeah, Cole Beasley made some plays today, but Devin Singletary is the catalyst. He's the X factor. He's the guy that's going to take the pressure off of Josh Allen. There is no reason at all why Devin Singletary should only have eight yep. carries in a game. None. I don't, I don't care – what fountain of youth Frank Gore, you know, took took his uh, he didn't do you know, anything. He, he didn't do anything today either. But I mean, I I just right. that's my train. Can, can I ask you sure. what about Hosh Money? Hosh Money, I'm I'm trying to be nice to the guy because he's because he's but but he did lose us the game. I, I think that's I think that's safe to say. So I mean, that's I was kind of shocked yeah. to hear that. I I know that I mean eight carries. There's a direct correlation between the number of carries now and Bill's that wins Singletary gets versus the games that they win when he's healthy. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of shocked to not hear it be Stephen Hauschka because although he's done, you know, right. he's been, he's been the epitome of consistency for See, most of his Bill's career. Like he, right. he had the game on his foot and he blew it. I think my thing is with the Hauschka and it would be, I think Hauschka is almost too easy because on one hand it's like, yeah, he missed two crucial kicks, but they should have never put Stephen Hauschka in that position. Yeah. To kick a 53-yard field goal yep. to win the game. Especially, I, I would love to find out, was Steven Hauschka missing kicks in pregame warm-ups? Was it just an off day? Was was it the, the weather? I don't know. But they should have never put him in that spot. If their offense on that final drive would have got anything going, it wouldn't have come down to that. Fair right. point. Time is here. It's the, it's the Ryan Thomas takeaway of the game. Who are you going off on? <laughs> You know, typically we know who it is, but it could be different this week. Seriously. You know, I don't know if it will be. I don't know if it will be. Hey, you know, you guys got a sneak preview of it before uh, the, you know, really when the show started. You guys got a sneak preview at who the Thomas takeaway, you know, someone that I'm going to call out right now. Brian Dable has to go. Brian Dable has to be fired. Josh Allen will not progress as long as Brian Dable is the offensive coordinator. You said it best. Josh Allen is not going anywhere, folks. They have invested far too much in Josh Allen for him to go anywhere. Brian Dable has done nothing this season to help Josh Allen get that year-two leap that I thought yep. he'd get, that you thought he'd get, yep. that you thought he'd get. Not a thing. Brian Dable's got to go. I don't want to hear this, the excuse that I've heard from people on social media saying, "Well, if Brian Dable's fired, who do we who do we get?" What, what do you mean? Well, who bring do we bring get? it, bring it, bring wait, it. Any one of wait, us. Wait, what's Greg Roman doing right now? Right, <laughs> right. What's Greg Roman doing right now? I mean, there's a lot of coaches that would that are salivating at the chance to coach a quarterback as a, as young and as athletic and as dynamic as Josh Young that would use him better than what Brian Dable has, and especially Devin Singletary as well, one of the younger up and coming backs in the league. Now that's what I'm saying. Like, even if this team goes what at this point nine and seven, ten and six. Is Dable a reason why we went? Why no. this team won ten games? No, no. Our no. defense is the reason we've won almost all the games that we've won. So much credit to Leslie Frazier, and I hope he sticks around. To be quite For honest, sure. because he could be. I mean, if we if we round out the year and 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 we make the playoffs, it will be because of our defense, and he will get looks from other teams. And so Josh I, Allen in the fourth quarter. 
You got to say it. Right. For, for most of the season. The, for for right. some of these wins, you got to give, obviously, right. Josh Allen credit. And, and right. you know, I thought Josh Allen today played really well. I, I really did. There were some moments where there were some throws that were a little, little weird here and there. But I thought he surveyed the field real well. I thought he got the ball to Cole Beasley real well over the middle to John Brown. And I'm going to say this as well. I want to see Robert Foster involved as the true wide receiver three of this offense. I think it's safe to say that. I feel like Smokey Brown, Cole Beasley, Robert Foster, I love the speed dynamic that Robert Foster brings to the offense. It needs to be um, shown more. I, I, I need to see it more. Yeah, that's, that's how I see it. My key takeaway of the game is that Rec Room Buffalo – down on Chippewa is an awesome place to watch a Bills game, win or lose. Right. Um, yeah. We had a blast there today. Yeah, it was a great time. I mean, you might have seen the videos of Al jumping off the bar. Unfortunately, we didn't get to post the second version of that, uh, which you might see at a later date. And big shout-out to Chris. Big shout-out to, to Nate for hooking us up on the sound. Uh, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about how well they treated us today as, as we did a few, uh, few shows for the pregame and halftime. And... You know, I I look forward to being back there next week for Miami. Yeah, for it's sure. Just, at the end of the day, it's a very depressing loss. Um, it's one of those games where it went from being potentially twenty three to twelve back to sixteen to twelve, and then having the Browns go down the field, you know, gash us, punch us in the mouth, get that touchdown, and then having the Buffalo Bills with the chance to at least tie the game. You know, and from a coaching perspective, yeah. from an offensive game planning perspective, you plan for those moments. You plan for that time and you're down three with two minutes left and listen we've done it we've mm -hmm. seen it we've seen this buffalo bills team do it but right. today to see I'll, i'm just gonna beat it like a dead horse to see that team be third and four with no urgency whatsoever and to act like it's a normal play in the second quarter where you're just huddling up it just mind-boggling mind-boggling i have no other words right. for it it's, it's just in it's stupidity in the words of the late great denny green the cleveland browns are who we thought they were, and and we let them off the hook today. Yeah, they are three and six, and and they are not a good team. No, let them off the hook. To, we let them off the hook, right? We were supposed to go in there today and, and beat them, but I'm I have this feeling that it, it like after watching these games and seeing the Bills kind of just play down to the level of their opponents as they have all season long, I have this feeling that it's like the Bills are better than this. We're better than this. Yep. We are better than this. The, the, I, I'm, I'm not going to listen to the notion that, oh, John Brown isn't a true wide receiver one. I don't care about that. I've seen John Brown produce in this offense. I've seen John Brown produce as an NFL player. These yep. guys are vets in the league. We need to see more. I And, and on an optimistic note, mm -hmm. We do have a lot of talent. I feel like we're just mismanaging it right now, especially right. on offense. But we also have a lot of winnable games coming up. Boys, we're six and three. The season's not winnable over. games coming up. Well, I, we just talked about Dallas, Baltimore, uh, but New England, hell, Pittsburgh, Miami, Denver, the Jets again. Like, it, if we can't win ten not, games, then we're then then see, I might never watch the Bills again. It's, I, I, it's really, I'll place a bet with you on air right now. <laughs> That I don't think this team wins four more games the rest of the year. So you want to put any down? Oh, wow. If you want to put any amount of money down, I don't think this team wins four more games. I'll put twenty down because I'm not. I'm not a big. I'm not big on the game. Okay. Team wins. Okay, I'll, I'll do twenty bucks. Twenty All right, bucks. That's a bet. That's a bet. I don't but, think they win four more games. Listen, not, no, no, no. I I'm, see I'm both not, sides. I really do. I'm not I, trying to I, say that. Enough as I'm in the middle. <laughs> I'm not going to say that we're going to knock off like Baltimore or New England, but to say that we can't go into Miami next week 
and use this as a wake-up call oh. to get right for the rest of the season to win. They better. To beat Miami, <laughs> Denver, the Jets, and one other team. Like, I mean, if we can't do that, not only do we not deserve to be in the playoffs, I mean, we're not looking at just firing Dable. I mean, it got the whole fucking roster. You know, pardon my French for those at home. But right. I, I, I think that sitting at 6-3, and three, this loss stings. Yeah. No doubt about it. But the season is not over. The Browns, this is going to be the thing that they celebrate for their whole season to try and convince themselves that, that they weren't a tremendous letdown. They're not going to the playoffs. They're no. three and six. No. So we, we still have season to look forward to, and we're still, oh, yes. we still control our own destiny. That's, what I, that's, that's more what I'm saying. I but. definitely see both sides. I see Al's point of view, too, that we've seen you know, some, some leaks in the ceiling. We, we've seen just mediocrity. I mean, mm-hmm. if you have a quarterback as talented as Josh Allen and what what blows my mind about Josh Allen is that last year he was better with less talent on the offense with with a sandlot hero ball mentality that has been completely toned down the deep ball has been completely taken out of the offense for better or for worse in some cases of Allen not being able to hit a deep ball once again you saw that today we saw that today yep. right okay. so so I kind of that that I kind of get but at the same time it's like I, I'm really I'm I'm worried. I'm I'm worried for for Baltimore. I'm worried for Dallas, and I'm obviously worried for New England. That's the three games that I'm most worried for. And the rest, I'm I'm so so. I'm looking at this week to week. Uh, how can this Buffalo Bills team kind of overcome what they have had? You know, deficiencies in yep. the last few weeks: the run defense, the lack of a true passing right. offense, and the ineptitude of Brian Dable. I mean, the the point gets kind of brought home. Devin Singletary has to get at least twenty carries a game. Yeah, I think it, it's 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 a disappointing loss. It's disheartening. I know we were all very frustrated after the game ended. I just I I don't want to give up hope on the season right now. Losing yeah. to Cleveland in Cleveland. You know, I, 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 let's put it behind us. Yeah. It's a week-to-week right. league. Anything can happen. We know. Right. So that that's what I'm saying. But, and, you yeah, know, I, I, I just – I. All I'm going to say is, you're right. It's a week-to-week league. We shouldn't be too down. We're 6-3. and three, But this team over the past, what, four or five weeks now has given me nothing to be excited about. Nothing. Beating or losing to the Browns. You know, barely beating the Skins. It was a one-possession game until late in the fourth quarter. It took a it took a comeback effort against the Miami Dolphins at home. Comeback effort against out Cincinnati. You get blown out to the Eagles. You have to come back against Cincinnati. Right. There, there's nothing about this team right now that gets me that excited to think we can win four more games this right. year. To cite, to cite something that Contem Win had mentioned back at Rec Room before we came back to Studio D for the show, the Bills have not done well against desperate teams this year. They played pretty much the they, they yep. played down to the level. They played underneath the level right. of their opponents: Eagles, Browns, teams Most, with their backs against the wall. Right. Does this create a mentality for the Bills that we need to wake up, or our season's going to be over now too? That's yeah, but, the thing. But they, real quick, real quick. But was the was the Redskins and Dolphins backs against the wall? No. Yeah. Well, my <laughs> thing is, my like, thing is, my thing right? is right. My thing is, it's week ten. <laughs> It's week ten. They're six and three. We're gonna get into the dog days of December. Yep. We're gonna get into gritty football where the style of play is gonna completely change. Mm-hmm. Where Frank Gore is probably gonna be pounding that rock in between the tackles, and where the weather is gonna get just 
Mother Nature doesn't even, I don't even know how to put it. The weather, obviously, in our stadium is different than any other place in the National Football League. So there's a lot of dynamics to the rest of these games that are going to impact this team positively or negatively. I hope more positively because we'll have 75,000 strong. That's the one thing that I know is that we'll have the 75,000 strong cheering on this team and push them forward. And Josh Allen's big hand, so let's not forget that. Can't forget that. We beat Miami and Washington. That's 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 the point where they, that I believe content Wayne and that I'm trying to make mm-hmm. is that the Eagles they lose to the Bills their season's over, the the Browns their season's still over but not like not not fully over as a result of beating the Bills today. So that's that's what I that's what yeah. I, I yeah reference I, to. I think that's a good point because like I look at a lot of teams in the league right now, one team that comes to mind, uh, and I mentioned this to Al before the show, is the Tennessee Titans. They benched Marcus Mariota. They started Ryan Tannehill, and they just beat Kansas City, whether it's by one point, two points, three points. Yep. It changed their whole season. I mean, maybe Tennessee won't make the playoffs, but we still got a lot of football left. Anything can happen. One player could come in and completely fix a situation in comparison to the previous player. So hopefully Buffalo has that at some point. Um, right now, off- offensive coordinator. Yeah, I think that's what right, you meant to say. Right, we're, that's we're, exactly what I meant. <laughs> Ryan, we're about to wrap up. The Miami yep. Dolphins are beating the Colts by four with three minutes left in Indy. Wow. By four, and it's 10-point wow. dogs. And the Steelers are beating the Rams. So right now, what's the score of the Steelers Rams? Fourteen seven in the third quarter. Okay, all right. Rams are driving, but yeah. still, that's not a good four o'clock slate right now. No, not at all. So all yeah. I'm saying is next week going to Miami. I'm not sure what that spread's going to be, but uh, Ryan Thomas, DJ Supreme, Content Wayne, thank you for joining us tonight, everybody. Sponsor Picasso's Pizza, the best pizza in Western New York. But yeah, we'll be back next week in a matchup against Miami where Ryan Fitzpatrick has been playing great the past few weeks. Right. It's gonna be a, it should be a great game down in Miami. Another Buffalo Bills fan takeover. Right, one hundred percent. They'll be taking over Miami. Oh no doubt. It's gonna be a home game down yeah. there. Talk about I'm not gonna say the Buffalo Bills backs are against the wall. Right. But they gotta get it done in Miami. They have to bounce back in a big way with a dominant win in all three phases of the game. Exactly. Special teams, offense, defense, coaching, Buffalo. Get it together next week. Folks, thank you for joining us. The Ryan Thomas Takeover Post Game Show. Good night now.